1: do you know what time of year it is uh hot
0: mosquito it's the oh god yeah
1: i took the dogs out earlier i was outside for like
0: 45 seconds i have like
1: 17 mosquito bites now
0: you went outside with skin (laughs) and that's all you gotta do
1: dressed in skin
0: (laughs) maybe if you weren't exposing all of your skin like some sort of harlot
1: <laughs> I feel like they would get through my clothes anyway.
0: Yeah, they probably would, and then you'd have one trapped in there, uh, the just worst biting you repeatedly,
1: thing repeatedly. Like if hell is real, it is me in my car, trapped driving with one mosquito.
0: <laughs> every once in a while, just hear like,
1: and I know it's getting me, yeah. but I can't because I'm driving. Yeah, I. If I ever wreck, it'll be because I'm trying to get a mosquito.
0: Yeah. Ugh! it is the worst i mean i just the idea of summer is so nice mm. you know all the like summer things that yeah. you think about popsicles being in the pool <laughs> popsicles popsicles like staying up late riding yeah. your bike down the street the sun yeah staying out all sundresses night. all this cute big floppy hats mm-hmm. the beach all these things and it's like no it's just sweaty uh, and mosquitoes, sweaty. And you still got to go to work. Sweaty bugs. <laughs> sweaty bugs. The, the bugs are bugs sweaty. Are sweaty. <laughs> We're all sweaty. <laughs> and you are sweaty, and you're just like, uh, you're just planning being inside. Yeah. How long bef- between leaving my house to <laughs> going to this other air conditioned <laughs> thing? It's miserable. It is. Um.
1: Yesterday, Hot Toes was talking about a cat. Named Pumpkin. And when she said the word pumpkin, I had a visceral gut, <laughs> like, urge for fall. Yeah. Like, yearning. Yeah. <laughs> for fall. Yeah. And I I am still enjoying summer. Don't get me wrong. The bugs are annoying. Yeah. But I feel like it's just kind of getting started, so I'm not over it quite yet. Yeah. But I just, when it's not fall, I am
0: yearning. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I just... I think I could handle all the other things if I weren't sweaty. Yeah, because then it that just takes so much out of me. Where Mm. I'm like, well, I don't, I can't even look cute. (laughs) You know, (laughs) like I just.
1: I don't mind being sweaty. Zapped. If it is, I am. If I'm supposed to be sweaty, if I'm outside and everyone else is sweaty, that's fine.
0: I guess, but if it's like. It kind of depends too how long have I been outside? 5 minutes? Yeah. That's too short of a time. <laughs> I need at least 10. Like before I start sweating. Yeah, like come on. Come on. Give me a break. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. I don't like it. It's fine. But, you know, my birthday's is- <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. I don't like it. It's fine. <laughs> June and that's cool. Yeah. Um I don't know. I don't know. So, what do you know? Well, I know that this is a podcast. It sure is. It's about movies.
1: It Sometimes it is
0: mostly mostly
1: sort. Well, it is structured
0: around movies.
1: Yeah, <laughs> the scaffolding <laughs> is the theater.
0: <laughs> that sounds really unstable. <laughs> um, it's just
1: a bunch of chatty theater majors like yeah. doing a making
0: a pyramid. Yeah, constantly getting distracted because yeah. they're trying to like out quote Monty Python at each other. <laughs> Or whatever theater majors do i don't know i don't either so anyway this is a podcast it's about movies in the way that we just said it was and every month <laughs> every month we pick a movie this month it's tall tale yay and so we talk about leading up to that movie we talk about the history of the world kind of what was going on mm-hmm. when that movie came out the next month, we talk about The next week, we talk about the pop culture that was happening at the time. That's this episode. Then the episode after that, we pick a theme that goes with our movie. And then the fourth episode of the month is the movie. So like I said, this one's pop culture. That's what we're talking about right now. Welcome to pop culture. Yeah. I'd much (laughs) rather be here than in the history episode. Yeah. So it wasn't great. It wasn't.
1: So to set the scene. Set it. The date. Set it and forget it. (laughs)
0: hell yeah wow what a 90s reference (laughs) the date is march 1st 1995 and it's a wednesday oh my dude back in the day in america the song take a bow by madonna is at the top of the singles charts over in the uk think twice by celine dion is the number one hit song Mm. bill clinton is the president and the movie the brady bunch movie is at the top of the box office Mm mm-hmm John Mayer, just kidding. John Major is the (laughs) Prime Minister of the United Kingdom. Can you imagine? No. Plus, he's, like, not that much older than I am, so. Yeah. Little baby Prime Minister. He would be, yeah, like 12, probably. Be adorable. On television, people are watching popular shows like Matlock, Frasier, Ellen, and Party of Five. A new form of communication called text messaging is starting to be come more widespread. I don't think it's going to take off. Nah. However, it can only be done if both the sender and the receiver are on the same cell network.
1: I mean, it's still kind of that way with videos. <laughs> yeah. Somebody with an iPhone sends me a video. I'm like, "The fuck is this?" Right, get on Messenger, please. Did you film this with a potato?
0: <laughs> yes. Meanwhile, a global system called the internet is also starting to take off. Each day, more and more people are learning how to send emails and browse websites (laughs) on the World Wide Web by connecting their IBM computers to noisy dial-up modems. In fashion, grunge clothing has fallen out of favor. Boo. Mm -hmm. And women are beginning to wear form-fitting outfits such as slip dresses and pencil skirts. Which you can now find at Target today
1: in the year of our Lord, 2023.
0: And everyone's pants are way too low. Well, they're getting there. Movies such as Clueless and The Craft have popularized the sexy schoolgirl look. So did Britney Spears. The CD is quickly becoming the dominant format for music, and people are buying portable players such as the Discman. Consequently, sales of cassette tapes are continuing to decline. It's 1995, so radio stations are being dominated by the likes of Celine Dion, Everything But The Girl, Coolio, Oasis, Michael Jackson, Boyzone, Madonna, Montel Jordan, TLC, and Mariah Carey. People are playing video games such as Mortal Kombat 2, Myst, The Jungle Book, and Earthworm Jim. Hell yeah. Kids and teenagers are watching TV shows such as Art Attack, Boy Meets World, The Nanny, and Sweet Valley High. Children are playing with toys such as Pogo Balls, Lolo Balls, Yo-Yos, Pogs, and Sky Dancers. Yes. Which went right into your eyeball <laughs> if you weren't <laughs> paying attention. Yes. <laughs> These were all dangerous toys
1: absolutely this is is how we grew up flying at people did you play mist
0: i did game scared the shit out of me i never got very far but i kept playing it i didn't either because our family computer at the time was facing the wall Hmm. and the entirety of the family room was behind you and so i couldn't stop looking over my shoulder (laughs) long enough to get anywhere in this game because i was like someone is going to creep up it just creeped me out i know it, it seemed
1: very real for the time, too. Yeah,
0: my dad played it, so I watched him, but I was just like... It's just the fact that you're like, there's nobody else here on this yeah. very quiet... Aisle. But then every once in a while, you were like, oh, shit, somebody is here, Yeah, It's worse.
1: You're like, I'm in a tower forever. What's happening? Where yeah. am I? Nothing's, nothing's working. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. So they say that cassette tapes were falling out of style. Yeah. But when I bought my first car when I was 16... I had a tape player. Yep. And I could still go to Walmart and get cassette tapes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I mean they were going by the wayside but yeah. I, they never really disappeared. I mean yeah. they're definitely back in a big way. Everybody's mm-hmm. making cassettes. Yeah. They're just very accessible now. Yeah. There's a the official Barbie soundtrack is on like a hot pink. <gasps> it's really cute. Oh man. I can't wait for that to go. But yeah I listened to tapes for so long and I made myself mix tapes. I made my mom mix tapes yeah. so that she would be in the know. Not in 95 but yeah. I mean, even, yeah, when I was in high school and I had a car, like... Yeah, same. Actually, my first car might have had a CD player in it. It was wow. a 97. Bougie. My first car was an 87. Oh, my God. Yeah, I you know. definitely did not have... Yeah, I think mine had... Because I started making mixed CDs. But but before then, before I had a car, I definitely made mixtapes from yeah. them all the time. Because she only liked, you know, the acoustic ballads or the slower yeah. songs that, like, all the bands that I listened to put out. yeah but then she would get really into those that one song and she would recognize the singer's voice Aww. so then even later you know like yeah. if I was listening to The Used with my friends my mom would be like is this The Used and then my friends were like your mom is so cool <laughs> and I was like yeah she is <laughs> she recognizes System of a Down yeah they're hard to miss that's true but I mean you know whose parents were like oh is this but because she was listening yeah. to like the the chiller songs yeah. she was like recognized so uh, you're welcome mom Oh, it Made her look cool. real cool among my friends. But it's also nice to share music with her, you know?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I know you told the story about what band was it? Oh, Violent the Violent Femmes. Femmes. Yeah. yeah.
0: That's so cute. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's
1: talk about some other pop culture milestones. Like on March 2nd, the Yahoo search en- engine was founded. Yahoo! Yahoo started at Stanford University. It was founded in January 1994 by Jerry Yang and David Philo who were electrical engineering graduate students when they created a website named Jerry and David's Guide to the World Wide Web. That's adorable. Isn't it? The guide was a directory of other websites organized in a hierarchy as opposed to a searchable index of pages. Hmm. Who decides the hierarchy? The popularity, the same way that Google does it now. Okay. Like when you search for something, you're going to get the pages that are the most seen, like that people use the most. Yeah. So they started that. Interesting. Yeah. In April of 1994, Jerry and David's Guide to the World Wide Web was renamed Yahoo! And the word Yahoo is a backronym, which Mm -hmm. I did not know what it was, but I had to look it up. Yeah. And it's a backronym for Yet Another Hierarchically Organized Oracle, or Yet Another Hierarchical Officious Oracle. (laughs) Okay.
0: Yeah. I mean, those are both mouthfuls, but they're both better than back rub. Yes.
1: Yes. And I also like that it starts with yet another. Yeah. It's cute. <laughs> they insisted they had selected the name because they liked the words general definition as in Gulliver's Travels by Jonathan Swift. Rude, unsophisticated, and uncouth. So that's what Yahoo means? Yeah. Lego. Which I have heard of people calling each other a Yahoo. What? Yeah. I've never heard that. Like older generations. Yeah. But I've never heard it pronounced Yahoo.
0: Oh. I have only ever heard people called other people at Yahoo.
1: Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Wow, we grew up 20 minutes apart and yet our (laughs) worlds are so different. (laughs) That is true. While the Yahoo.com domain was created in January 1995, by the end of 1994, Yahoo had already received 1 million hits. Yang and Philo realized their website had massive business potential and on March 2nd, 1995, Yahoo was incorporated. The word Yahoo had previously been trademarked for barbecue sauce, knives, and Ooh. human-propelled watercraft. So, therefore, in order to get control of the trademark, Yang and Philo added the exclamation mark to the name.
0: Oh, fun. What's a so, human-propelled watercraft? Like a canoe? Uh, like you're doing all the work? I guess.
1: Yeah, like there's not a motor. You just <laughs> Oh. Old Town it. Canoe Company. Okay. I yeah. do it yourself? Yeah. Sure. DIY watercraft. Movement. <laughs> <laughs> Which is just it's just a raft. Yeah. And good luck. <laughs> That's true. But yeah. I think it's cute that the exclamation point is legally on the trademark.
0: Uh, Well, I'm sure I've mentioned it before. I love when punctuation is included in shit. It has to go in there, like against me and panic at the discount. Yes.
1: I know. It's part of it. And I love seeing it in articles where it's like, against me, exclamation point, comma.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Put it in the middle of a sentence. Yeah, it's cute. Absolutely. So since you were having so much fun with your exclamation mark over there and your barbecue (laughs) sauce, I'm going to bring it down. (laughs) Cause yay, it's true crime again. True crime corner. Pow pow pow, pow. On March 9th, Scott Amador, Amador, I think so, was murdered. Yeah, sadly, he was a bartender from Lake Orion, from Lake Orion, Michigan, who was fatally shot twice on March 9th, nineteen ninety five, by his acquaintance Jonathan Schmitz. Three days prior to the shooting, Amador and Schmitz filmed an episode of the tabloid talk show The Jenny Jones Show, titled "Revealing Same Sex Secret Crush." Amador, a 32-year-old gay man, publicly revealed to Schmitz, a 24-year-old straight man, that he had a crush on him, that he was his secret admirer. Mm-hmm. Following this appearance, Schmitz confronted Amador and shot him twice in the chest. He confessed to the killing and was found guilty of second-degree murder. The Amador family sued the Jenny Jones show for wrongful death, although the show was ultimately found not to be liable. Amador and Schmitz's appearance on the Jenny Jones show was shelved, although it was later shown to jurors during the trial. Yep. According to the testimony at the murder trial three days after the taping, Amador left a suggestive note at Schmitz's house. After finding the note, Schmitz withdrew money from a bank, purchased a shotgun, and then went to Amador's mobile home. He then asked Amador if he was the one that left the note. According to court documents, Amador responded with a smile. Schmitz then returned to his car, got his gun, and returned to Amador's trailer. He then shot Amador twice in the chest, killing him. After killing him, Schmitz left the residence, telephoned 911, and confessed to the killing. If you're gonna shoot somebody, and yeah. then immediately confess, why don't you just skip the shooting part? Yeah, just don't. And call someone else and be like, I'm going to shoot this man. Yeah,
1: call 911 and be like, I'm having a mental crisis. Why don't because you... Because I'm thinking
0: about killing someone. Call the person you're going to shoot and say, <laughs> I'm going to shoot you. Please leave. So Go away. So I can't fight you. Yeah. I mean... Not that anyone should murder anybody. No. But you went through all this trouble. And then you immediately were like, I will go to jail now. Just go to, just skip the. (laughs) Just go to jail. (laughs) Go to jail. Do not collect $200.
1: (laughs) Go straight to jail. Skip the.
0: You'll be in jail less. Right to jail. You'll have your money. Yeah. That you bought the shotgun with. True. You won't have the.
1: You'll go to jail less. (laughs) You won't go at all, I assume.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you I mean hopefully you'll have to do something, but you know, it just it, so much of this could have been avoided. Yeah. Also, so much of this could have been avoided. Jenny, I know.
1: So the thing that really gets me about this, I mean, there's a lot of like talking points within it of like reality TV. Yeah. And how much is too much and, you know. But also this man went to the store and bought a shotgun and yeah. then went to his house. But he got second degree murder because yeah. first degree murder you get convicted of when you can prove premeditation. And this man, it's not like he had a gun, and snapped. He like yeah. went and bought a gun. Yeah, it's because he used the gay panic defense.
0: That's so unfair. Not he had two big moments where he could have said I'm not doing this one where he went and bought the gun because yeah. he had to go get the money and then buy the gun and then went back to his yeah
1: house. he went to the bank he went to the store
0: yeah right so I mean all of the but that's like a big event and then yeah there were lots of points along the way where he could have said never mind I'm not doing this yeah and then he went to Scott's house not gun in hand yeah and said hey was that you and Scott said yes or didn't you know but yeah suggested that yes it was him went back to his car to get the gun and came back and shot him could have just driven away. Yep. Could have so done many many so many things along the way. The, ga- Ugh, the gay panic defense is such bullshit. Do you know how many times I have could have shot a dude
1: yeah. for hitting on me? Yeah, if that was I- <laughs> the straight panic
0: defense. <laughs>
1: <laughs> ah, man, is approaching me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> just gross. The gross panic. De- no, thank you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the no thank you defense. Yeah, I know. And it's just. This was 1995. You know, it was not that long ago. No. In the grand scheme. Yeah. So it's just sad. It's very sad. And I hate, I mean, I hate that it happened, obviously. But I also just hate to think like, I don't know, this guy was like, hee hee. I have a little crush on this guy. Yeah. You know, like a harmless little hee hee. Right. And then to not only be embarrassed on national television, which, yeah. you know, she set that up on purpose for the drama of it. Yep. Gay people are so entertaining. Well, I mean, they are, but not like this. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's just I don't know. It just makes
0: me sad. It's very sad, especially I don't know. Like, obviously, Jonathan Schmitz is a piece of shit because he shot this dude. But like, also to embarrass that guy on national television. Yeah, absolutely unnecessary, You know, yeah. give him a heads up. Do you want to be on this show with this premise? You know, they like, told
1: him that it was a. Cr- it was about someone revealing a crush on him and they told him that it was a opposite sex person mm. that it was a woman
0: so why would you do that to everyone involved I, obviously this is the lesser shitty person you know he's he got yeah not as embarrassed whatever but like everybody involved you know just to be like haha what a spectacle like yeah why are human beings with why feelings? does this count as entertainment yeah that's gross it's not I and you know there's so many like gross reality TV things but you could at least argue some of them you know your Jerry Springer's and your hmm. whatever it's like well you put yourself in this yeah, situation. Yeah. This guy did not. No. You know he didn't want this and to be led astray and told like oh yeah we're gonna help you reveal your crush to this guy and it's gonna be so cute and yeah. fun. <sighs> Just
1: kidding. You're gonna die. You're also gonna she die was about it. the show was found not liable.
0: Yeah that's absolutely wild. I mean But then at the same time
2: Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices I Plenty mean they, of
0: people get embarrassed on TV all the time and don't end up shooting somebody else. You right. know, he still made the decision on his own.
1: But I feel like if they had done the tiniest bit of research, yes, they would know how straight men often react yes. to a gay man
0: hitting well, on them. And like, are they responsible for murder? No. But are they liable in some way? Yes. Yeah. They should have faced some consequences. Right. You yeah. know, like.
1: Because it wouldn't have happened if they didn't do this. Exactly. Yeah. And you had to know something there was going to be something. Yeah. yeah.
0: He's a straight man. Like probably, yeah. you know, as far as the world is concerned. So something's probably going to happen. It's, it's kind of the same thing with like, we don't have to go into this because there's too much true crime. Yeah. But in the, in this same month, the beginning of March 95, these two, like, yeah, these two 18 year olds spent a night watching natural born killers and then a couple of days later went out and shot a couple of people oh. like the boyfriend did yeah but she the girlfriend was like in the car and like and they were just like haha yeah we watched this movie and so huh the families of the people who were shot and the woman actually the second person that they shot survived sued Oliver Stone because oh, they shit. were like this is you know you're responsible for this yeah and it, he ended up same thing like not being at all liable for it Although that's a different yeah, thing because it is different. he just was just trying to make a movie. You know, this is fiction. This is just a movie. It didn't involve these real people. But right. It's just interesting that idea of like, you know, how responsible are you for your product that you put out? Yeah. And the consequences.
1: Yeah. They're in. They're in. Yeah. That's funny that you mentioned that because I listened to a case the other day where a girl, a 12 year old girl and her 23 year old boyfriend.
0: Oh, uh. Murdered her parents.
1: Yeah, and then afterwards watched natural born killers.
0: Yes, with their bodies still in the house. Yeah, yeah. This is the other way around. <laughs>
1: oh, gross. Yeah. I wonder
0: absolutely. how the people in that movie feel about that. What's what's his face? Sorry? What do you hear? Yeah. yeah, I would feel bad about it. But I mean, yeah. it's not
1: their fault. I would just feel weird about no, it. No, because it's
0: like, look, hundreds of thousands of people watched this movie and then didn't shoot anybody. Right. So you're not. You weren't influenced by the... You would have been influenced by something else. You wanted to go kill people. Yeah, that was in there somewhere. Don't put that on me. Jenny Jones, however, should be held responsible.
1: A little bit. I think so, too. For what she did. At least a little bit. She can afford it. Or she could at the time. Who knows now? Yeah. I don't know what she's doing. Me either. Well, our next story is a little happier, but also a little sad.
0: Oh, okay.
1: gird your (laughs) loins. Your emotional
0: loins. <laughs> For a roller
1: coaster. On March 18th, Michael Jordan ends his retirement by announcing he is returning to the NBA. On October 6, 1993, Jordan announced his retirement, saying that he had lost his desire to play basketball. Jordan later said that the murder of his father three months earlier helped shape his decision. So his dad was murdered in July of ninety three at a highway rest area in North Carolina by two teenagers who carjacked his Lexus, and his license plate on his Lexus said UNC 0023. No. I know. And his body was dumped in a swamp and not discovered for a couple weeks, which is sad. The two teenagers were found after they made calls on James Jordan's cell phone, Mm -hmm. convicted at trial, and sentenced to life in prison. Cool. I know. It's so sad. And I didn't even know about this until a few years ago. Yeah, when we covered Space Jam. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, that's so sad. (laughs) It's very sad. The added exhaustion due to the Dream Team run in the 92 Summer Olympics solidified Jordan's feelings about the game and his ever-growing celebrity status. His announcement sent shockwaves through the NBA and appeared on the front pages of newspapers around the world. He further surprised the sports world by signing a minor league baseball contract with the Chicago White Sox in February of 94. He reported to spring training in Florida and was assigned to the team's minor league system in March of 94. Jordan said that this decision was made to pursue the dream of his late father who always envisioned his son as a major league baseball player. That's so sad that he didn't get to see it. I know. The White Sox were owned by the same person who owned the Bulls. Mm -hmm. And he continued to honor Jordan's basketball contract during the years he played baseball. I feel like he was like, let's just let Michael do this. Like, he needs... He's grieving. Yeah. You know, and if he needs to get this out of his system, then that's fine. Yeah. He's the greatest basketball player on earth. He can have some leeway. Right. We'll give him a little bit of time. Yeah. So, in March of 95, he decided to quit baseball because he feared he might become a replacement player during the Major League Baseball strike. Good for him. He's like, I don't want to be a scab. Mm -mm. (laughs) So, on March 18th, he announced his return to the NBA through
0: a two-word press release. I'm back. What a... Like... How cool to have that much impact. Mm-hmm. Ah, it's just awesome. Be yeah. Like, just to, all you got to do is say, I'm it. back.
1: And then the whole world is like. Ah, ah, <laughs> ah. The next day, he took the court with the Bulls to face the Indiana Pacers in Indianapolis, scoring 19 points. And the game had the highest Nielsen rating of any regular NBA game since 1975. Oh got to bet. Although he could have worn his original number, even though the Bulls retired at Jordan wore number 45, his baseball number.
0: Yeah, I mean, they just retire it. Nobody else can have it. But if you were to come back, if Jackie Robinson were to claw his way out of his grave <laughs> to go play baseball, they were like, you can have 42. Yeah, you can have it back. Just nobody else can have it.
1: Right. It's yours. We retired it because you retired. Right. Boosted by Jordan's comeback, the Bulls went 13-4 and to make the playoffs and advance to the Eastern Conference semifinals against the Magic. At the end of Game 1, Orlando's Nick Anderson stripped Jordan from behind, leading to the game-winning <laughs> basket for the Magic. And he later commented that Jordan didn't look like the old Michael Jordan. Hmm. And he said that number 45 doesn't explode like number 23
0: used to. Well, okay. Burn. Don't have to take his pants off about it.
1: And so. (laughs) His pants. (laughs) Is that not what stripped from behind me? (laughs) (laughs) It means he stole the ball from him. (laughs) Not his pants. (laughs) He pantsed him. Yeah. (laughs)
0: <laughs> That's what happens in Space Jam.
1: And so Jordan responded by scoring 38 points in the next game. Yeah. Which Chicago won. Before the game, Jordan decided that he would immediately resume wearing the former number 23. And the Bulls were fined $25,000 for failing to report the impromptu number change to oh, the NBA. no. And then he was fined an additional $5,000 because he wore white sneakers while the rest of the team wore black. <sighs> I mean... Everybody should be held to the same standards. Not a thing anymore. But what? Uh basketball teams used to all have to wear the same shoes, but you don't have to anymore.
0: Oh, that's interesting. I know there are some things like in the NFL you can get fined for not wearing like the same being in this part of the same uniform because oh, yeah. there's one guy who wears these like obnoxiously bright like yellow sneakers and he just pays a fine every time because he's oh. like whatever i make way too much money and i like these shoes or whatever i don't know okay yeah which that's what i was gonna say about this is michael jordan's like okay here's five thousand dollars yeah dude that's just the cost of wearing my shoes which yeah i don't know if you heard but i'm michael jordan it's gonna be fine yeah you can have this five thousand dollars don't yeah. spend it all in one place <laughs> That's just goofy. But, I mean, also, you know, whatever. Rules is rules. Yeah.
1: Oh, When I played basketball in middle school and high school, we all had to wear the same shoes. Yeah. And we all would pick our shoes out together at Aww. the beginning of the season. I know. That's cute. That's like, cute. Which that's... one do we want for this year? You know, a team. Yeah. Part of
0: the team. There is not that in baseball to the point where people have shoes, like, custom made for them to look like however they want. Yeah. This one guy, a starting pitcher for the Dodgers, is really into cats. They call him the Catman. Oh. He has custom painted cleats with cats all over them that's adorable yeah this one guy has a pair of shoes with mustaches glued to the sides like okay you know yeah whatever yeah it's not a rule
1: anymore to the point where (laughs) when hot toes and i are watching the WNBA, sometimes i'll be like yeah the i'll say like the player and she won't know who i'm talking about and i'm like the hot pink shoes just look for the shoes
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's more helpful i do appreciate like uniformity sure But I don't know. Also have fun with it. And you should be comfy. Yeah. I mean, I do feel like especially if you're a professional player, you should have
1: the shoes that are right for you. Yeah. Because those are your work shoes. Exactly. You need to not hurt yourself. Yeah. Anyway, this final cute note about Michael Jordan was that he played in his final NBA game in April of 2003 in Philadelphia, and he received a three minute standing ovation from his teammates, his opponents, the officials and the crowd of 21,000 fans.
0: That's adorable. I know. What if? 20 years ago. Damn. Tomorrow he has a press conference and he's like, I'm back
1: again. <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit. He did retire again and come back again. Did he? Yeah. Before 2003. I didn't write
0: all that. <laughs> that was too much. It's too much. Yeah. Well, that's fun. Did you watch that documentary they put out about him? No. Did you? Neither.
1: No. Hmm.
0: Did you watch that movie that just came out about him? No, the one about the shoes? Yeah. No. Me either.
1: <laughs> sure, it's great.
0: I like Michael Jordan. I do, too. He seems fine. But maybe just because of Space Jam. I don't know. He might be I mean, a yeah. dick.
1: <laughs> True. I doubt it.
0: I'm sure he's... All... I don't really know that much about him on a personal level. Mm. Just the memes. Yeah. Like, there's that one from his documentary where he's like and i took that person i know i
1: love that one
0: and then the one i don't know what the origin is but it's just the picture of him and crying. it says, fuck them kids
1: oh <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's funny
1: there's one of him crying too yeah that's a good one
0: poor guy that he does seem nice but honestly most of my michael jordan knowledge is space jam yeah but i feel like if you're Same. willing to do space jam you're probably
1: pretty cool yeah you don't take yourself too seriously yeah which
0: is usually my standard for liking a
1: celebrity yes can you make fun of yourself a hundred percent then i like you
0: well you got the sad story great how you set this up on purpose just (laughs) kidding that's just how it went chronologically on march 26th eric lynn wright also known as easy died from complications from aids so sad He was an American rapper who propelled West Coast rap and gangster rap by leading the group NWA and its label Ruthless Records. He's often referred to as the godfather of gangster rap. Yeah. On February, despite his obnoxious little voice, like I I love Eazy-E, but like
1: obnoxious. A godfather? (laughs) With that First off, so little. (laughs) Teeny tiny little man.
0: But truly, on February 24th, 1995, Wright was admitted to the Cedars-Sinai Medical Center in Los Angeles with a violent cough. He was diagnosed then with HIV AIDS. He announced his illness in a public statement on March 16th, 1995. It's believed he contracted the infection from a sexual partner. I don't know why they needed to include that, but I guess just to be like, it wasn't drugs. It wasn't drugs. He was fucking. Yeah, he was fucking <laughs> a lot. According to the guy whose name I forget, who like was the producer on Ruthless, yeah. he has 11 children Damn. by like a bunch of different yeah people
1: a prolific man prolific
0: <laughs> on march 26 1995 easy died from aids-induced pneumonia one month after his diagnosis he was 30 years old also my favorite part he was buried in a gold casket in a gold casket and was dressed in a flannel shirt jeans and his compton hat
1: i want that for myself that's how you want to be buried not a compton hat maybe just like a hat i don't know just a hat. <laughs> Any old hat will
0: do. I mean, you have from now until the rest of your life to find the hat you want to be buried in, I that's guess. True. Be on the lookout
1: for that hat. <laughs> Bolo for, the,
0: for my death hat. Please. And then you just like put it in a box somewhere. Yeah. You get two, actually. When you find it, you're like, that's it. That's the one. Mm-hmm. You buy two. One that you wear all the time. So oh. it's like you're recognized by that hat. And yeah. then one that's like in pristine condition to be buried in.
1: True. Good point.
0: Yeah. I'm a genius. Maybe three in case you lose one. I don't know.
1: <laughs> Did Just I send you that meme that was like, "I'm having an open casket funeral"? Yeah, <laughs> but <laughs> in the casket there will be a Muppet
0: version of me. Yeah. That's so funny. That would be hilarious. I want that too. Did you see Straight Outta Compton? Yeah, that movie was so good. It was really good. I want to rewatch it. Yeah, we saw it
1: the once, and there's a lot to take in.
0: There's a lot happening.
1: Yeah, I want to absorb it better. It's true. Fucking Ice Cube, son.
0: Yeah, O'Shea Jackson Looks- Jr.
1: Just like him, he
0: looks so much like him. He
1: is a twin,
0: is also in The Mandalorian, Oh. which is amazing. I'm just so happy that he's like doing really nerdy shit. Yeah, but he's really good in that too. Yeah,
1: yeah, I'm sure. I mean, he is a great actor. He's so. a great actor.
0: Yeah. The scene in that movie where he goes in and smashes that guy's office,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I would be like, I don't, I didn't, I don't feel like I did that right. I would like to do it again, please, and then I would do it eight <laughs> more times where I just get to smash. A bunch of office furniture with a golf club.
1: Oh, we talked about this when that movie came out because you were like, that should be a thing. Yeah. Where you can go to a place and break stuff. And now it is. It's a thing like now. Somebody stole your idea. Yep. You had this idea
0: so long ago. I did. But that's fine.
1: That's okay. We're going to make the Piddler small. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited. For <laughs> Not that. telling anybody about no, it. No, you don't get don't to. Don't steal my ideas. Ruminate on what you think that is. <laughs> but you're wrong. All right. Last day of the month. Last sad story. The saddest of stories. I know. March 31st, the murder of Selena. Yeah. Selena Quintanilla Perez was an American singer who achieved international fame as a member of Selena y Los Dinos and her subsequent solo career in both Spanish and English. Mm-hmm. Her father and manager, Abraham Quintanilla Jr., appointed Yolanda Salvador. Saldivar. Saldivar. That's what I said. You said Salvador. <laughs> <laughs> Saldivar appointed Yolanda Saldivar president of Selena's fan club in 1991 after Saldivar had, repli- had repeatedly asked permission to start one. In January 94 Saldivar was promoted to manager of the singer's boutiques which I looked up and she had little hair boutiques and little stores where she sold just like cute shit. Yeah. I love that yeah. little entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Soon Selena's employees fashion designer and cousin began complaining about Saldivar's
0: management yeah, apparently that she would just fire people just because she didn't like them.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't think that you should hire someone that's just obsessed with you.
0: No, that's a bad idea. Yeah. But then she, their, her employees would complain to Selena, you know, and yeah. be like, hey, people are just getting fired left and right because yeah. Yolanda doesn't like us. Mm-hmm. And Selena was like, I don't think that's true. She's really nice. She wouldn't do that. Oh, I know. <laughs>
1: In January of 95, Selena's dad became, began receiving telephone calls and letters from angry fans who had sent membership payments and had received nothing in return. Can we have a moment of silence for fan clubs? Thank you. He began investigating their complaints and found evidence that Saldivar had embezzled $60,000 from the fan club and the boutiques using forged checks. Mm-hmm. After the Quintanilla family confronted her about this, Saldivar fatally shot Selena with a revolver on the morning of March 31st, 1995, at the Days Inn in Corpus Christi, Texas. Although the healthcare team tried to revive Selena, she died of hypovolemic shock, which I had to look up and is just a fancy way of saying that she bled to death.
0: Yeah, internally, mostly. Yeah. Um, which is a huge bummer. I know. I read. I read all of it. Yeah.
1: I just included the important parts. because it's
0: very sad. It's very sad. I mean, she like, first off, I don't understand why you would meet somebody in a hotel room to discuss business. I think it just seems like a really weird way of doing that. She,
1: I think one of them was staying there. Yeah. I think Saldivar was. Yeah. Yolanda was. Um, that morning, Selena had taken her to the hospital. Yeah. Because she had been assaulted. Mm-hmm. And she was being very supportive. Yep. Yeah. And then she confronted her about the money and she just shot her.
0: Yeah. She stood up for her so many times being like, I don't think she's firing people like that. You know, like, I don't think it's like that. You guys are just misconstruing it. And then her dad called her and was like, hey, I think she's stealing money from you. And she's like, no, she wouldn't do that. You know, like, just stood up for her so many times. And then, yeah, finally went and confronted her. And she got shot. And Selena like, crawled all the way down to the lobby, trailing blood the whole way. Yeah, Yeah, being like, here's who shot me, you know, in this room. Mm -hmm. And then yolanda tried to drive away and the police had to chase her around for like nine hours i know absolutely bananas some (sighs) OJ
1: simpson shit right i know it's just really sad and it you know how you hear those stories of people being like you would have died if the bullet had hit you one centimeter to the left Mm -hmm. they said that she would have lived if the bullet had hit her any centimeter in any direction yeah So it was just the... And she was only 23.
0: Right. And just so beloved. And like every... I know it's like press or whatever, but every like photo that you see of her, she is just absolutely beaming. I know. It's like she just seems like such a happy, wonderful light in the world. Her music is so happy. Yeah. I know. And
1: I always think of that scene in the movie, Selena, where people are like about to crush people in the crowd because they're like too excited. Yeah. And so she gets everyone to calm down. Oh. She like sings them down and that apparently was real. That really happened. Yeah. Also, JLo playing Selena is what launched her acting career. Oh nice. Yeah. So that we
0: could have anaconda. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> what would we do without Anaconda? They have no idea. But also, yeah, like if you're so obsessed with this person That you are the one who's saying she should really have a fan club. I mean, was the idea to steal from her from the beginning? Or were you just like, I love her so much and I want to be in charge of all these people who also love her. And then you're like, oh, wait, I'm also in charge of the money. Like, why would you do that to this person that you love so much?
1: Yeah, I don't know if it was a little bit of like, I don't know. I mean, you had to be some sort of not mentally healthy to get this far. But some sort of like, like, she felt like she owned her. Yeah. In like a way of like being so obsessed and then it started to go away that she didn't expect and so she couldn't handle it. You yeah. Know? I don't know. Maybe so. Or maybe she just
0: sucks. Well, she definitely sucks. <laughs> this That's is very sad. That's pretty true. It is sad. I wonder what Selena would be doing now. <sighs> Same thing, I bet. She'd still be singing. She'd probably have like a residency in Vegas. Yeah. You know? Or she'd just be like, you come to me.
1: Yeah. <laughs> That's what I would do. If I were that people who still tour when they're when they're older and they've been doing it for like 30 years. I'm like,
0: yeah, man, just go home. Yeah. <laughs> Aren't you tired? i tired for That's you. That's how I feel about the Rolling Stones. Are you not tired? Have you ever seen Sick of the Songs? Of the Songs. Man, like. <sighs> Have you seen Almost Famous? Yeah. And there's the scene where Jimmy Fallon is like playing this guy who's going to be their manager. Mm. Um. And he's like, if you think Mick Jagger is still going to be up there in 20 years dancing around, you're sorely mistaken, my friend, which is funny, funny because he's still doing it. Because He's still I know it was funny at the time when the movie came out in like the early 2000s. Yeah. And now it's 2023 still happening he's still out there.
1: He won't stop. That's what keeps him alive.
0: That's true. If he stops moving for one minute, he'll he die.
1: Made, he made a deal with the devil.
0: <laughs> you have to Can boogie he... for the rest of your life. <laughs> Eternal boogie. Mick. He's like, that's fine. I was already doing it. So just to just on our way out. Yeah. Top five songs. Take a Bow by Madonna. Creep by TLC. Candy Rain by Soul For Real. I don't know that one. I don't either. On Bended Knee by Boys to Men and Baby by Brandy. So I creep, yeah. I and love that song. It's a good one. DLC, nothing but bangers. It's true. Top five movies, Outbreak, Man of the House, Brady Bunch, Just Cause. (laughs) I don't know what that is. It might be Just Cause. I think it's Just Cause.
1: Just Cause. (laughs) It's
0: funnier to be Just Cause. And Pulp Fiction, which had come out in October of 94, but was still... Just still going. Yeah, I
1: was still in the top Sorry, five I'm in not. March of ninety five. Which is
0: nuts. But also, I mean, that movie is really good. It is, and
1: that that was, you know, back in the day when it took forever for movies to come out. Yeah. To watch at home. Yeah. So I feel like the rewatch value of things in theaters was much higher because you're true. like, I'm not gonna be able to watch this for like three more years. Yeah. You always be like, why does it
0: take so long? They're converting it. Right. To tiny. It,
1: does it? <laughs> they have to retape it but with tiny people <laughs> so it'll fit on your screen oh my
0: god yeah 10 inch people
1: it has been modified and then fit trying your screen. to find
0: I, know, I remember one time my dad being like how do they know how big my screen is i mean i don't know how any of that works so that's fair it's true there are some things technology wise that i'm like i can't think about this or i'll go insane
2: <laughs> i cannot
0: think about the fact that i can take a photo with my cell phone and then send it to you and Mm. it looks exactly the same when you get it. Yeah, Actually, digital makes a little bit more sense Mm. to me. You just convert it into ones and zeros and then whatever, whatever. Sure. But like... I don't know. What? Like physical (laughs) photographs, records, I can't fucking handle. I'm just like don't explain it to me because my mind will explode. I I just can't deal with it's none of my business. <laughs> no, I'm just going to sit here and listen to this. I'm be happy about it. Don't tell me how it works. Don't yes. tell me. Do not come into our Instagram DMs and tell me how it works. I won't read it. <laughs> I don't want to know. I don't want to know. I like the mystery. Thank you. Well, that's all for
1: the pop culture of March of 1995.
0: Yeah, hell yeah. Speaking of our Instagram, come talk to us on it about anything but that. <laughs> it's Replay Rewind Podcast. We also have an email account, Podcast at gmail.com. Tell us how you feel about this episode, just in general.
1: If it's positive.
0: As long as you're nice. Don't come out with that negative shit. You could be like, needs work. <laughs> if it's nice. And <laughs> And you have yeah thoughts on how it could be better not just like sucks (laughs) (laughs) honestly that's fine
1: (laughs) if we got an email that just said sucks I would frame it
0: (laughs) hang it up in here that's so funny be at least constructive or hilarious with your feedback yes that's all I'm asking
1: (laughs) we will take either one you can listen to our other episodes on Spotify Apple music iHeart sounds um (laughs) You know, wherever you're listening to it right now. Not Stitcher, because I guess that shit's gone. Uh, RIP. We also have a Patreon. Patreon.com slash replay rewind podcast. You can get some bonus episodes. You can support us monetarily to keep doing what we're doing. We both work full time and we just do this for fun and having a little extra money to pay ourselves back <laughs> for the money that we put into this. Yeah. It is nice to have. that nice. We're never going to live off of the money, but we no. will like to recoup recoup recoup
0: our losses <laughs> recoup, yes <laughs> if you want to sponsor us monetarily but also momentarily you can go <laughs> over to our coffee page ko-FI.com slash replay podcast we got like physical things that you can buy their stickers and magnets and if you want to just buy one episode off of our patreon that is available over there as well yeah you or can if you don't want to give us money fine. Just tell a friend to listen to us and about how we're like the fourth best podcast that you know. Don't hype it up too much.
1: I'll I'll take fourth. That's great.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Fourth is good, right? Sure. It's my favorite podcast, but it's pretty niche. That's just because you don't
1: ever remember what we say. So you have to go back and listen to it. Exactly. I'm like,
0: whoa, (laughs) these jokes, it's like they were written for me. (laughs) This podcast is so funny. It's this is exact my exact sense of humor. <laughs> Incredible. Anyway, I think that's it. In the meantime, stay fresh. Cheese bags. And don't forget to reduce, reuse,
1: recycle, replay, and rewind.